Or you're spinning the table. Nope, nope. Welcome back to another episode of the AYA Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Jarrett Cleary, and I'm joined today, again, by my good friend Jack. Part two. Part two. Um, no tree stands falling on the head stories this time. Um, he uh, he avoided that obstacle, but yet again did it by himself. No help. So all that talk of... No, I, I had say. a Christian with me. Oh, somebody was with me? Mm. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. But, uh, but yeah, I took uh, took last week off. Um, was not feeling the greatest. Was a little under the weather. Um, and just not uh not filling up to a podcast so um we are filming a little bit later on this one had a busy weekend um finished getting some food plots ready and stuff yesterday and um just piddling around saturday so filming a little bit later but nonetheless getting it done so um like i said again we're joined with by jack um it's just us tonight um so not a four man today but uh yeah, I think we got plenty to talk about. They, uh, Jack and his dad and some friends just did a, a turkey shoot this weekend. Um, we've got some, you know, hunting seasons coming up, um, new gun purchases. We got a lot of stuff we can talk about tonight. So, uh, I think though, what I'm probably going to start with is just hunting season coming around the corner. I'm giddy. Oh, I'm pumped. Especially with this cold front we've got coming through, you know. It's like 46 this morning when I got in the truck. Yeah, but it, you know, it was like 84, you know, and then it was like out of nowhere. Hey, it's going to be uh, 41 tonight. Mm-hmm. Since when? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm a okay with because I love the cold weather. So, but, uh, but yeah, it, uh, this cold front's definitely got it, got me wanting to be in a tree. Like I, I texted a buddy of mine this morning and I was like, uh, I was like, this cold front's got me wanting to just go sit in a tree. Like, it ain't even hunting season. I just want to go sit in a tree, you know. Um, but uh, the, I'll tell you what, the deer were moving this morning. My cell cam was going off from, like, 4, 3.30, 4 a.m. this morning until, like, 10.30. Yeah, nonstop you, does, little bucks, like, nonstop. You really couldn't ask for a better morning. Just a little bit of, little bit of wind, you know, just enough for a breeze. And nice clear sky it was yeah couldn't really couldn't really have asked for a better one but you know you know open today is gonna be 94 degrees and oh yeah that's what that's blowing, what i told gabby blowing. this morning she was talking about how it felt good and you know what that means deer season right around the corner i was like yeah but you also know florida's gonna pull a florida and it's gonna be 900 <laughs> degrees opening morning you know it's gonna be blowing 30 out of the south yeah but uh, but yeah, like the pressure was high. I think when I ch- I checked the pressure this morning, it was like thirty point three or something. So like super high, like good high pressure, like just a perfect morning to be in a tree stand. And I was driving to work, so yeah, it always seems like it happens that way. Yeah, but again, it's not deer season yet here in Florida where we're at. Um, it comes in right under two weeks. I think we're at like we're closing in like twelve days or something. It's next Saturday, the twenty first. Um, so not this Saturday, but next, um, you it know, is, you want to know something? Hmm. I'll be in Tallahassee. You want to be here for opening weekend? What are I'll you be doing here for that? Sunday of opening weekend, but I won't be here Saturday. Why? So a good buddy and becoming a better buddy, uh, the owner of slap a fish. Don't know what that is. It's a sticker company or apparel company. 
uh, same out of Central Florida, like in the Big Bend. Yeah, yeah. Almost any bait and tackle shop you go in, like in Fort Walton, Destin, you know, outside of like Bass Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll see his stickers there. Oh damn! And they're the the stickers of like the weird, funky looking fish. Yeah. Um. Guy's name's Brian. Huge shout out if he listens to this. I'll uh, tell him to give it a listen. But uh, he's a good dude, and he lives in uh, somewhere, somewhere in the Big Bend, and uh, he travels the country fishing and exploring. Yeah, YouTubing it up and stuff. YouTube. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a cool dude. Huge into conservation too. Hmm. Um, to might, be honest with you, might have to get him on the potty. And he's super down to earth. Um, really, truthfully, you know, if I could get him. Get him to come over this way. He'd probably jump on a podcast in a heartbeat. He'd uh, do it. I know a guy. I know a guy that does one. But what are you going over there for? Um, like, me, does he have like a show or no? He's or? he's got a, a fish camp over there. Me and Larry and one of my coworkers are going to go over there and hang out with him for a couple of days and uh, fish for redfish and hang out and drink a little bit and. Raise a little hell, you know. Heck yeah. Can't be that. I mean you could, you could be here for opening day, but Yeah, dude, I really I really want to be here, but I had already planned it. But I it was poor planning on my part, you know, and I'd already yeah. I've already committed to it, so Well, don't feel bad because if my inventory at work doesn't get done Friday, I'll be going into work Saturday morning. So I might not be hunting opening morning either. So I can't give you too much flack because then It'll backfire on me, and I'll be stuck not hunting either. But I am looking forward to it, though. I've got a couple more sets i got to hang. Um, and then pretty much just corn everything up and hang Get out it. and shoot my bow a bunch until then, make sure I'm good and we gotta shoot. confident. Huh? we got to shoot. Oh, yeah. Like soon. Well, I saw him beat you again. Hmm? Saw him beat you again. Probably. You know, we'll, we'll give it a shot, but. Yeah. Jack put a wager on him and Cameron. We were shooting, and uh, he put a wager that best shot out of two. So everybody shot twice. Closest to center, one. And if either of them beat me, they both got a free hat. But if I won, they had to buy the hat. So dude proceeds to literally drop a whole dime piece. Like you couldn't have walked to the target and placed the arrow better. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I did it. That was the first shot, too. It wasn't even, like, the second or nothing. Like, I just shot and did the thing and got it where I wanted it, you know. But, uh, yeah, I did some shooting. Let's see. I went over to my buddy Jacob's Friday night. We went over to Bruton to uh, The Groove and uh, watched a couple friends of ours. Well, friends of mine, one of them's his wife. Um play some music uh they're they're both musicians his wife is a fiddle player and uh our buddy ethan plays the guitar and sings and uh we uh we went up there and then saturday morning we went and dove hunted and uh everybody that dove hunted brought their bows over so we were shooting bows afterwards and um honestly since that tack tournament in may i've probably shot about 10 times and that was the best best i've shot since then um, and then I shot some more at the house and did pretty good, I'd say. Um, 
I'm I'm fairly confident out to 50. After 50, I've got to be pretty fresh. I can't shoot a lot because um, if I have been shooting a lot and I try to shoot something past that, I'm pretty shaky. But um, all in all, it's it's pretty good. I've I've was shooting shooting fairly good, so I feel confident. I just gotta gotta get a couple more spots ready, and uh, I, I just ordered a hang on stand for my nephew to hunt out of right above me. That way, we. Uh, we can do some filming, so hopefully I can get us a YouTube video for opening weekend. Did you? you uh, Tacticam just came out with a a thread in frontal bow mount. Ooh, it's like two hundred ninety nine dollars. So just the mount, or no, the camera with the oh, okay. it's like got a bolt say, made Jesus. into it. It's got like a bolt made into it, and yeah. the end of it, and you just screw it right in where your front uh, stabilizer would go. Yeah. I always want to say balancer, but I know that's not the right <laughs> word, but that's what my yeah. brain always goes to. Yeah, which that's nice because, you know, they've always made one that can – well, they've always made one that can go in your stabilizer spot, the square one. Mm. The circle one, I think, came with something for – it was something – I don't remember what it was. But, you know, on my Matthews, the stabilizers I shoot are the, the integrated square ones. Square ones. Yeah, so it's not – I don't take up the threaded hole, so mm. – if they did make one that's nice, you know, I'd I'd be down to use that. But might just have to get someone to tap it. Yeah, you go and tap your bow frame. Yeah, <laughs> compromise the whole thing. Well, yeah, because uh, uh, it's funny you said it. You know, like they they make one that you put on your shotgun, and it's I think it's really for duck hunting, under barrel or whatever. Well, that, but you to activate the record mode, you just tap the butt of your shotgun on the floor of your boat or blind or whatever some of these boys around here be hunting with sketchy guns and i don't know if i'd want oh to yeah do i wouldn't be doing all that just bah, boom. yeah go off in the yeah. bottom of the boat yeah shoot something and scalp somebody know. yeah yeah take somebody's hat off but but yeah no i'm i'm super stoked about hunting season coming around and not especially even, with all of this not even just deer season just oh yeah just everything just cold weather like the, the lifestyle that's yeah. fixing to get picked up yeah just this time of the year is my my favorite i i love it i'm you know what i'm really ready for though hmm. outside of hunting this time of year full camo like 9 or 10 a.m waffle house trips oh yeah or 3 a.m breakfast yes yeah if you're not waffle house and after a hunt you ain't, doing, you ain't right. doing it right. You got to hit old awful waffle. Yeah, dude. Hit old, uh... <laughs> Hang on, bro. Dasani. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm... I'm super stoked for a lot of stuff. Like, bonfires coming up. And me and old Cameron and Larry had one last night. Yeah. That's what, uh... I was at work today, and I was wearing my one of my AYA hoodies and uh, my Carhartt vest. And uh, I walked through the warehouse and uh, one of our like main customers, um, who's also a very, very big hunter, like hunts in Kansas, Alabama, like huge hunter. He was uh, in the back of the warehouse and I said something to him and he come walking up. He's like, dang son. He's like, you know, it ain't winter time yet. There's a little cold front coming through. I was like, Hey, any chance I get to wear cold weather stuff, I'm wearing it. You know, I just, I love being, being in cold weather gear especially now that i have my own hoodies like yeah since i've started this and the first shirt i ever dropped or the first hat like all i've wanted was hoodies i don't know why it was 
May, May and June, whenever I like got my first hats, and ever since then, all I wanted was was hoodies. Speaking of temperature change, the air conditioning just kicked on, and it was like an immediate change, just, just gust of cold. Yeah. But um, do you have any hoodies at all? I got on a, you? I got a few. What you got? I don't know if I got any on me now. I got a few, but like um, I got some at the house. Like what colors? Green and tan. That's all I've got. That's the only hoodies I've ever done so far. What size but, you got? I don't know how to look. That's why I was telling Gabby too. I don't know if I have her size. If you got a large, bro, I'll hook you up. I don't know if I do, but I'll look. Because like my larges, my larges, my medium, no, really just my larges and extra larges went like that. But I'll look and see. I got a bunch of stuff. You might is it for like for you? Mm-hmm. Okay, you might want to go a little bit bigger. You might want an extra large. Cause, yeah. cause Grant, no. What I'm saying is, Grant got a large. It was too small. Perfect. No, it was perfect. Washed it. Now it's too small. Riley texted me yesterday and said, "Hey, I need to get another hoodie for Grant." We washed it and it shrunk. So I hadn't washed a hoodie yet, so I wasn't sure. I didn't know. And what's weird is I've washed my t-shirts multiple times. Yeah, they shrink like a normal t-shirt does, but as soon as you wear it for about 15 minutes, it stretches back out, and they're 100 percent cotton. Right. The hoodies are 50-50. Right. So it's like, I really didn't think the hoodies would shrink, but they are. So you might want to try an extra large and just see how it feels. That way, once you do wash it, if it shrinks some, um, you know. But but I am, uh, I've got I've got 184 pieces in my Jiffy cart right now. And like 175 of them are like purse, like color and size and everything. The rest are like mix and match, like some stuff for me, some like special stuff that other people wanted, like right. nothing, nothing that I'm like going to do, just like a huge order of like, I think somebody wanted a maroon shirt, a navy shirt. Um, navy, navy is a odd color. It is it's blue. Blue in general is like kind of hard to mix and match. Like this blue is not too bad, but like I'm your wearing dark, blue your, on blue. Right your darker now. blues are dark blues are really hard to mix with anything. That's why I'm not doing any more navy hats. Like right now, bro, I'm dripped down. You know what I'm saying? You are. What kind of pants are those, dude? Dickies? Wranglers. Ooh. Retros? No. Mm, never mind, they ain't good. <laughs> I, I bought them for work. Yeah, and, uh, I love Wranglers. Yeah. Wranglers and buckle. I'm wearing buckle jeans right now, but. I got the cowboy fit or whatever. Yeah. And well, you're skinny. You that, was, that was uh, wrong. Yeah. Because I actually had to cut my I had to cut the end of my jeans because they didn't fit around my boots and I don't like looking like that. Yeah. So Well those boots are a little bit different too. Those are work boots. Yeah. Like cowboy cuts are meant for like tight cowboy boots. Well my tight cowboy boots are too big. Like these won't go over them. Mm. <laughs> but uh those don't those aren't as tight as like normal like a lot of people's cowboy cuts. It's got, like, got big legs. It's opposite. Because you got little legs. Nah, bro. Chicken legs. Um, what are you most excited for to come with hunting season? Oh man, there's, there's so many possibilities, so many things to do. There is, there is a lot. I spilled beer all over me, by the way. Um, we probably need to lay off then. No, that's only that's only my second one. Second case. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<coughs> excuse me. No, I'm probably most ready for, um, honestly, dude, I'm, I'm big on just like spending time with people. And so like, I'm super stoked for like going hunting and then coming back, hanging out with the boys, watching football, cooking something up, like whatever we might do, you know, piddle around the house until, you know, two thirty, three o'clock and then go hop back in the stand. You know, that's, that's probably one of my other favorite parts to it is like, like, yeah, hunting's fun. And like, yeah, I hope, you know, I get a hit list buck and I get to kill it and all that stuff. Like, yeah, that's all fun. But like really what I really enjoy about hunting is just the hanging out. And, and I've said this over and over again. I'm sure it's like beating a dead horse. The quality you know, here, but yeah, it's just, it's just time with people. Like I was talking with uh, my buddy Jacob this past weekend and uh, I was like, dude, I just like, it is a goal of mine to get a hunting lease somewhere and with a couple buddies and we just always have like an annual week where we all take off work and we all go to the lease and we all, you know, sit around, drink beer around a fire, play the guitar, you know, pick and sing some, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and just, you know, have a good time, you know, spend time with family and friends. And that's a big thing for me that I like doing. And like, even like Saturday, like, um, I didn't do much of anything. We went dove hunting Saturday morning. We killed a few. I didn't kill any cause, uh, I found out that I'm a little rusty. <laughs> um, and, uh, dove we, are a little complicated, man. They're, they're, they are. And I've, I've never, like, I can honestly say I've never been on a dove hunt. Right. Like, I've never been to a field with 50 other people and we kill 185,000 doves. Like never done that. Right. Um, and so I've never really shot at something that small moving that fast. Like I'm normally like the smallest thing I shoot at is a clay and one that's not really that small. And two, they're not moving that fast. The next thing is a wood duck or a teal. Well, those both are way bigger than most dove. And flying faster. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm used to shooting at a, at a duck or something, you know? So I was just a little rusty and just missed a bunch. I was really just out there just kind of shooting to, shoot and have fun but um like that that right there was really fun to me you know i just enjoyed being out there with everybody and um met some new people some some awesome guys so that that was fun but yeah i'd say that's probably outside of like just direct hunting that's probably what i'm most excited for yeah you can't beat quality time no saturday we went and uh me and cameron my dad gabby uh before I continue the story, today is Christian's birthday. Shout out, Christian. Is it? Happy 22nd birthday, dude. bro. Love you. No, it's not, dude. Today is October 9th, bro. It is. I always get him and uh, I don't get him and Blake's birthday messed up, mixed up. I get the day, like the number. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I thought it was October 11th was his birthday, but it's because Blake's is May 11th, his October 9th. Happy birthday, Christian. If anybody doesn't know who Christian is, you obviously haven't been listening to my podcast enough because he was on episode dose. Um, and yeah. So if you, if you, you know, see Christian or you follow Christian on anything, tell him happy birthday. And if you don't tell him happy birthday anyway, maybe God will tell him for you, you know? So, but, uh, but yeah, how was, uh, I think you're about to start talking about the turkey shoot. Yeah, we did. We did a turkey shoot Saturday, you know, uh, Seneca, I don't know if he's been on here. He has not. Cameron, 
Dylan went, my dad, Gabby. Uh, we went to a morning hunt. Or Time out. Hang on. Hang on. Braves are leading the Phillies five to four in the ninth right now. They were losing four to nothing. Going, we're going into the ninth. It's five to four. This is a national. This is the. Uh, hmm. This isn't like for the National League. It's the like the second round of the National League playoffs. So like the Phillies were in the wild card against the. Who'd they play? The Marlins. And they beat them. Two out of three. That's who they were playing the other night at El Paso, right? Yes. Yeah, they swept them. Um, well, basically, they, they beat them in the first two games of the three-game series. Right. And won. Then they won last night against us. They shut us out at home for the first time all season. And then we started out super slow tonight. It was four to nothing in the fifth. And I think we scored one in the bottom of the fifth or bottom of the sixth. And now it's going into the ninth. And it's five to four, but... Somebody just got a somebody just got a hit. Oh, they walked Harper, or Harper walked freaking Bryce Harper. Hate him. But uh, but anyway, continue. I'm sorry. Turkey shoot went in the morning. Uh, went to turkey shoot in the morning. Struggled, dude. We should, all of us did. I mean, I think we won like two out of the whole thing. Um. I just got a new – me and my dad both just got new guns. We got Retays. A lot of mixed emotions about Retays. He's got a Gordian. I think he paid like 800 bucks for it, brand new. Damn. Like right out of the box. And I paid right under MSRP for mine. I have a Maasai Mara, top of the line, all the blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Uh, Went and – That's not – that's not their top top one, is it? Yeah, it's their it's Rite's equivalent to the Super Black Eagle. I thought they had one above it. Hmm. I thought they had one that was up there around like nineteen hundred dollars. I mean, I'm sure they do, but that's their equivalent to the Super Black Eagle. Oh. Gotcha. Um, but struggled. You know, we had shooting the wrong chokes because Rite's dummies. Rite so Rite's chokes go by asterisks or stars yeah one through five but instead of doing like one star being the least full yeah it's backwards so one star is the most full Mm. so we're like halfway through it before we start figuring the stuff out and you know we're like well we might as well just keep doing what we're doing yeah and dad ends up winning one i got close a few times but never you know never put one in the Never put one in the center where I needed it to be. So we went up to Yellow River Outfitters. Shout out to them. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, I got a turkey choke for $40. Great deal. That ain't bad at all for a choke. What, went, brand, what brand is it? Carlson's. That really ain't bad. Um, <coughs> I went and... I went and uh, pattern my gun at 25 yards because that's what that turkey shoot was how far it was and i was literally blowing holes through the paper with the wedge dang yeah um so of course i'm like oh yeah these boys tonight are in trouble 
So we get there, and it's at 34 yards. Nice. So, you know, but uh, we are, me and Dad both ended up. Dad won four, and I won three. Cameron won three, and Seneca won one. And uh, it was fun. They got, like, no alcohol signs posted all over the place. Everybody's drinking and stuff. <laughs> Getting drunk, shooting guns. Oh, yeah. Barrel fires. So, and that's what, that. uh, so explain the rule system on a turkey shoot. Because, like, to me. Don't bring a loaded gun. That's, like, a big, large No, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, I shoot at a target and you shoot at a target. How mm-hmm. do we determine who wins? So, they haven't. So, the one in Crestview has like an actual target yeah. on like a an eight by eleven sheet of paper, mm-hmm. like a regular piece of notebook paper, but it's printed out with numbers. Yeah. So like there's a big one and then a big two, you know, across the whole sheet yeah. so you can see what number. And there's a like a four inch diameter black ring. And whoever gets a pellet closest to that dead bullseye mark <clears throat> wins the round. Excuse me. And if two people are like a a complete tie to where you can't tell who's closer. Yeah. They have a shoot off until one of them wins. So it's, I mean, it's pretty simple. Seems pretty like uncontrollable that it's the whole name of the game is luck of the draw. And do you shoot their ammo or do you shoot your own? So what you do you pay for a round, you buy a round. Mm. So when you buy when you give the lady or the guy, whatever, at the desk, yeah, your three, four, five, ten dollars, whatever per round, mm. you hand them the money, and they say, okay, you, you pick what number you want to shoot, one out of ten, or one out of sixteen, or one out of whatever, yeah. Uh, so, you say, I want to shoot line fifteen, on round six, yeah, and then you wait for round six to come through. And then once the range master gets to you, uh, he said, you know, he hands you your shell. You come up to the line, you shoot. After they're done with the line, they pull the papers down, bring them to a table or to a judge, and he goes through all the papers and sees who's closest, and uh, that'll determine hmm. if you won or not. So, like, the one in Crestview isn't as fun as the one in Defuniac that we went to, but they have like more things to offer like they have liquor rounds and money rounds yeah um you know they've got like they've got like a one piece of paper has like 12 squares on it all with bullseyes on mm-hmm. them and it's called splatter shot and the uh they put names in all the squares and it's like $20 per square mm-hmm. and if you if your name square has uh, BB through the bullseye, you get all of the all the money, all the money that was put on the paper. Dang! But you know, it's a it's a big risk, big reward. Yeah, you, you either come off twenty dollars for no reason, or you win. You know, whatever twenty times twelve. I'm, I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna go with twelve. Ten is two hundred, and then two more is forty, so two forty. Yeah, I think we'll just go with that. Yeah, Laura Hill, man. sounds good. But I mean, it's fun. Wait. Yeah. So the one in Crestview, it's like $54 to shoot every round. Hmm. Hey, I think it's like 16 or 17 rounds. Damn. So, but the one in the Funiac goes like until everyone runs out of money. 
like you just bring a wad of cash and just yeah. shoot until you're done. And instead hmm. of so the one in Crestview you shoot, they have rounds designated, like one rounds baby back ribs, one rounds bacon, one rounds yeah. a bottle of liquor, one rounds this and that, whatever. But the one in Defuniac, um, if you went around, they give you a ticket, and they say this person won this number round, yeah. and you walk into a, a big deep freeze, or to actually, it used to be you walked into the freezer, but now you walk up to a counter and uh, someone takes your tag thing and you tell them what you want and they bring it out to you. Hmm. But it's fun. I mean, it's kind of expensive, you know? Yeah. You can come off a little money, but it's fun. That I mean, it does sound fun. and I've always wanted to do one. And honestly, when you said y'all were going to do one, I've been thinking about looking into seeing what it would take to like start one. We were all talking about that. Because like, I feel like it would be fun to start an AYA but I'm turkey telling, shoot. The only thing that I would have to tell you is be prepared for drunks. Be prepared for people saying that ain't fair, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Oh, well, that, and that's look. with anything with competition. like Yeah. And you definitely have to have regulations. Like, you Don't can, get smoked <laughs> up in the morning. You can only bring... Like the one in Crestview does, 12-gauge only. But the one in Defuniac, you can bring 16, yeah. 20s, and all that. Well, see, I think if you're going to be shooting different calibers, you need to have different classes. Yeah. You know, you can have the big boys, 12-gauges, and everybody else, you know. Yeah. And you also you also have to take into consideration people to work. Oh, yeah. Because you got to. That's have, where you come in. Yeah. I'll make you work. I'll run that whole thing. For free. I'm not paying you. <laughs> I mean, what is but, money? But you got to think, you know, where the one the people in Crestview have it, the people in Crestview have it picked it, like yeah. figured out. So if they have eighteen lines, mm -hmm. right, and they have sixteen rounds, eighteen people are paying five dollars a piece. Yeah. And there's sixteen lines, so let's just do the math real quick. Money. So five times eighteen times 16 that's 1440 dollars right off the line right yep that's without your specialty you know your money rounds and your mm -hmm. extra jackpot rounds or whatever you want to call yeah. them so right out of the gate let's say you spend you don't you don't spend some money on some of the prizes like four, all that meat and shit let's let's just say roughly four hundred dollars minus four hundred dollars you're at a thousand and forty dollars Right, you're still in the green. Yeah, just off of what people paid to shoot. Yeah. So oh, I'm charging parking. I'm charging a <laughs> whining fee. Like, and it's kind of crazy that the the Elks Lodge one didn't get hasn't got shut down yet. They've been running for years, but they're literally like a rock's throw from an airport. Don't, don't shoot airplanes. Like the that's whole a, time, there's jets flying. It's a robo dove. <laughs> Electronic dove, big dove, private dove, yeah, private dove. But I mean, you know, there's money to be made in it. But and I wouldn't even want to do it just for the money. Like, I would do it and not be worried about making a killing. Like as long as I can break even on it. But my thing, my approach would be just getting my name out there. Do you see what you did? Uh, Graylin snap you? Who? Graylin. Uh. -uh. He said he he snapped me. He said go Braves. <laughs> <laughs> did he snap me? Why did he snap you and say go brace? Y'all like buddies now? We be snapping. 
Oh, Pierce. Shout out Graylin, bro. You're a real one, even though we like hardly ever talk. <laughs> nah, he didn't text me. Earlier, yeah, I, th- I thought he was wearing a Phillies jersey. I was let's, like, what uh, the? Let's back up for a second. We'll be back. So up. we're not live right now. No. Nope. So how does this man know we're talking about the Braves? Who? Graylin. Uh, he probably just saying that because he's a Braves fan. Nah, bro. That man's got CIA written all over his forehead right now. He's like got like monitors set up, <laughs> like patched into like my like that laptop like camera, that, like that monkey from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> where he's just watching it. Buzz looking alien. So, you ready? You more ready for bow season or gun season? Oh, bow season all day long. I'll probably barely pick up a rifle this year. I don't I don't have any stand set up for rifle. Hunting. Me either. I have one stand set up and it's like I'm sticking to that stand. Yeah. Like I've until I get I've out. got one, two. Now one, two, three. Wait. One, two, three, four. I've got four spots. I just planted a food plot on one. Nothing but turnips and collards. It is gonna be And I am I'm getting the most beautiful food plot. I'm getting my deprivation tags again this year. Hmm. No, that means. Um, but I have I have my one spot that I'm gonna dedicate most of my time to my archery time. Yeah. And if I do bring a gun, it's gonna be a shotgun because it's literally a forty yard shot. Like that's the very farthest I yeah. can shoot. Um, and it's an old connecting road from one of my fields to the power line. Mm. That's just grown up, and there's just an empty patch that never. I guess the ground's acidic or something, and yeah. nothing ever grew there. But um, I got me, I got my lock on hung up right there, and uh, we're gonna see if we can pin one down. I hope I can get one open a weekend. It's supposed to be. I think it's gonna be cold again. So funny story. I'm looking at looking at the weather like next Wednesday. The low's like 42. So I'm hoping that'll like carry on into the weekend. Now my luck, it'll be 42 Wednesday and it'll be 92 Saturday. So, so funny story. While I'm up in this tree hanging my lock on, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing a safe this time. Yeah. You got my harness, got my got my tether rope and all that. Mm-hmm. Doing it like I'm supposed to, and uh, ratcheting my platform onto the tree, right? And that ratchet gra- grabbed a hold of my finger. Mm. And just dug right on in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like 15, 16, 17, 20 feet up in up in the tree. Somewhere in that range. Yeah. I don't really know how high it is, but it's it's a good yeah. fall. And I just leaned back, you know, said like at least seventy choice words. <laughs> and uh I told you to say two cuss words, not seventy six. <laughs> and uh had to gather myself for a few minutes. Oh, I bet. Because that one that one cut pretty deep. Yeah, I didn't. Are... I didn't bleed, but hmm. but it. Uh, yeah, Braves won, baby. What was the score? Five to four. Go Braves! I bet. I bet my grandpa is having Go a Bravos. um a bleep word fit right now. Oh yeah. But uh, can you bleep in these? Like, can you edit in a bleep? I'm sure I could, but that's a lot of technical stuff and. Beep. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I'm uh I'm stoked, man. I've I've got those four spots set up and really they're kind of all 
different scenario, different layouts, kind of, you know, one of them is in the middle of a planted pines. One of them's down in the hardwoods. One of them's right next to the creek. One of them's, uh, right off of a field. And, uh, honestly, I don't know which one I'm more excited for. I've got deer at all of them. It's fu- funny story. Yesterday, I think I sent y'all videos in the pro staff, uh, group chat. I was disking that food plot yesterday and I went down and the way this food plot is, is like, you kind of have like a, probably like a 12 foot section and then it like opens up to a a bigger spot. Right. Well, it kind of like curves. So I'm curving with it and, uh, I go to cut back to the left. So back away from my curve. (coughs) And as soon as I turn, there's a 110 pound doe and her yearling standing there looking at me like 30, 40 yards from me, not even probably 25. And I like it. I, I jumped off the seat of the tractor cause it scared me. I didn't, I wasn't expecting something to be standing there looking at me, you know? And I cut and went back to disking and that doe walked right down the edge of the food plot, right down there to my pile of corn and started eating. Ate, sat there and ate the whole time I finished disking. Dang. Drove up to the house, got my fertilizer and got my seed. Come back over there and I think I ran them off and I pulled in because I got off and was like opening my fertilizer. I was standing there for like five minutes and I look up and the yearling goes trotting off from like in the trees. Well, then again, there in a little bit, I got done spreading my fertilizer, dissed it in, spread my seed, dissed it in, or I spread my seed and I was because uh, it was turnip and collards. You don't uh, disc it. Um, you just kind of pack them in. And uh, so packing them in, <coughs> I uh, I come around again. There they are standing there eating corn again. I probably got within 10 yards of them before they ran off. I was like, and people say these things are scared of you. They ain't. Well, you living over there in that high fence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, that just got it next to us. Which Last week, uh, I got up going to work, you know, and it's still dark when I leave the house. Same. And uh, I come off, I come out the front door, and there's a telephone pole, the, you know, the nightlight telephone yeah. pole in the center of my yard, and I park right in front of it. Mm-hmm. There's maybe like 12 feet between the bumper of my truck and that pole. Yeah. I walk outside, and there's a doe standing there between them looking <laughs> at me, and I'm like, you got to be serious right now. You didn't shoot it? It ain't your shit. <laughs> I know. I'm just <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I mean, I don't know, dude. Some deer are skittish, some aren't. Some are used to tractors, some, some are don't. Stupid. But, yeah. I think really what it was is because of the tractor. Like, you know, those farm, those fields next to us are, you know, farmed. Frequently. Frequently with big tractors and stuff. So when they hear a tractor, they're not really too spooked. And Shout out, Mr. Centerfoot. Yeah. You know, maybe he's listening to the potty. I would get him on here, but you wouldn't know what he was saying. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I just, I thought that was, that was one of the coolest things ever was those deer coming in and just hanging out, you know, hanging out like dog nuts, you know? So, but yeah, it was, uh, an experience. I'm, I'm excited to see that food plot come up. We got some rain coming this week, which we need. We're in like a burn advisory right now. Yeah, so we had a giant yeah bonfire big old bonfire last night in the middle of a drought. But fire department's probably watching y'all. But 
they can come lick the bottom of my feet. <laughs> well, let's see. What else can we? What else we got to talk about? I know there's more stuff. Hmm. I'm trying to think of. We had a subject on the last one that we were gonna talk more into. Both shooting the bows and stuff, bows. Because we were talking about doing it with Jacob. Yeah, we need I know to, that was one. We uh, definitely need to go shoot. Yes, we do. I almost bought a new target of the day, but then I picked it up and it was like four hundred dollars, and I was like, "No, I'm I'm good on that." Yeah, they're not cheap. Amazon's your best friend when it comes to targets. I found out. Oh. Um, I do. I love my eighteen sided that that black and green one. Mm-hmm. Love that thing. Um, I like my pig. Uh, Grant's got it though. Shout out G Money. Um. I need to get some more. I want to get some more 3Ds and set me up a little range at the house. Dude, I'll tell you somebody that's got a crazy range. Who was that? I think it was Michael Waddell. Post that video of his range at his house. Oh, dude. Dude, it was like from 15 to 115, and there was a target every five yards. And I'm not talking about no, like, cheapo. Oh, yeah. It was like Morel or whatever, whoever he's sponsored by. The best of the best. And that, that makes the bone collector targets, but... I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's a freaking range right there, dude. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Waddy Daddy. Yeah. Shout out Michael Waddell. If you're listening to the podcast, bored at your house. Yeah. You, know. you just want to tune into the greatest podcast ever. Yeah. Maybe I can get him on here. Did you imagine? Just Michael Waddell That'd chatting it up with you. Kick ass. That'd be nice. Only problem is he's a Hoyt guy, and I'm a Matthews guy. I don't know if that'll. Like, I'm a Hoyt conflict. guy, so me and him could talk all day. Me and him would be yeah. best friends. Talk about maybe he'll just like you. give me a. He Arc. might could hook you up. Maybe he'll just like give me a brand new RX-7 carbon. He don't even shoot the RX-7. Yeah, no. He we shoot me and him. Me and him shoot the same bow. No. Yeah. No, you've got the Venom. Venom Pro. He's got the VTM. It's the same thing. It is the exact same bow. It was just with a new name on it. Same thing with a phase four. No. They just split the limbs on it. That, they integrated the stabilizer. Blah, 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 There's blah. There's a couple blah, blah. new things. And they upgraded the price to like $50 million. Actually, price the same. Them stabilizers ain't. Oh, no. That rear stabilizer being like, what, $400? Total and stabilizers, if you buy the a front bar, the back bar, and the back bar bracket, you're looking at about 700 Yeah, and you can... Actually... Closer to eight. You can need a large one on that. Yeah. Yeah. But Mr. I need to get my back bar. Mr. Big Money Clary here. Yeah. I need to get my back bar. I love having a back bar. And I don't have one and it's I think messing me up. I don't have one on my bow. But I don't my bow doesn't even lean. It's like perfectly balanced. Yeah. Mine just, I don't know. Like, I feel like when I don't have it, I'm, I fight the bow to get it up into where I want it, you know. So, because I come from the bottom up. I don't go from the top down. I go. I try to keep mine just straight. I try to keep it straight on, too. Like, I try to draw, and pretty much, like, as soon as I settle onto my string, I should be on the deer. But it's not a perfect world, you know. So, yeah, sometimes you got to branch in a way, or sometimes, yeah. you know. So, you got to draw off 
off the deer, whatever it might be. So sometimes I just, I have trouble getting it up. And I feel like once I put my back bar on there, it helps a little bit. You have trouble getting it up. Mm-hmm. So. Many suffer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. We're going to get through this. I'm going to try. You just get your back bar. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I just, just, I don't really feel like dropping $400 on stabilizer. And a bracket. Well, Don't forget the bracket. It's four hundred total. Like uh, the the uh, Picatinny rail mount that yeah. I had to get from my site online. That little mount is like as big as a quarter. Uh, it was like hundred nine dollars. Yes. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah. This is gonna be my last bow that I buy for a long time. Oh yeah, this phase four is <laughs> keeping it for a while <laughs> until I like blow the limbs off of it or something. I won't keep it that long. I'll probably keep it three four years and then. See what they come out with, and yeah, by then they'll be five thousand dollars for the probably. bear bow. For the bear bow, yeah. But shoot, by then with the way everything's going, mm-hmm. I mean, minimum wa- minimum wage would be a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, you are gonna have to, you know. Dude, my camera's going nuts right now. Oh, well, maybe you should fix that, bro. I need to I need to adjust the time between photos, I guess, because it is going crazy. Dang, I think that doe's pissing on my corn. What that was? That was Brian from Slap of Fish. Me and him talking right now. Who? Brian from Slap of Fish. Slap him fish? Slap a fish. Dude, that's not cool to slap a fish. What? What if PETA's listening to this? PETA? PETO. I thought. It... What are you talking about? People talking... eating tasty animals. I thought you said PETO. No. You definitely didn't say pedo. I did the second time. ASMR. But, uh, yeah. I don't know, dude. I'm ready for deer season. I'm so glad cold weather's here somewhat. I'm ready for uh, pre-daylight boat rides. Yes. I am ready for some freezing cold runs to the hole shooting ducks in the face. Very excited. Yes. All hunting of all brands yes. and associates and Dude, whatever my else. my buddy Jacob is like addicted to dove hunting now. Like That is all he's been talking about. I like to quail hunt. Never been. That's fun to me. I just like shooting ducks and deer. That's my... And turkeys. And turkeys, yes. Old jellyhead. Old jellyhead. Turkeys are... They're in their own category. Turkeys are their own thing. But I do love me shooting a turkey. How many turkeys you killed in your life? One? Uno doso? Yep. I've killed two. Should have killed. Woo. Um let's see. I've probably missed by eight. Whether that's shooting and missing or just not shooting. Because I thought they were too far. Shout out Reese. He knows what I'm talking about. But, yeah. What? But uh, yeah. I had a, I had a, I had an absolute banger of a day last turkey season. I was uh, granted with a single day to hunt on my grandfather's boss boss's land, and uh, I had three solid opportunities 
on three different birds within three hours or four hours and my gun didn't work for two of them and I missed the third one. Dang. You have no idea how bad. If that gun wouldn't, if I would have bought that gun instead of it being a gift, I would have wrapped it around a tree. Yeah, I don't like stuff that don't work. You know. Luckily, I've never, well, I can't say never. I did, uh, I had uh, some rifle shells that a family friend of mine reloaded, and for some reason, just the primers we used were were bad. Like, it wasn't, he did great. All the ammo was awesome. But it did not matter. And this is what was weird. I would shoot the gun, and the first shell wouldn't fire. It hit, wouldn't shoot. Second shell, boom. Hmm. Next day, went to shoot. First round, click. See that second shell, boom. So that almost doesn't make me think it was the ammo. It makes me think it was something with a gun. But my, uh, I have a, I have a Mossberg eight thirty five. That was a gift. That's the gun I used on that turkey hunt, and it quit doing that clicking for a while, and then just yesterday and the day before it started clicking again. Yeah. And hmm. I started looking at the shells that it was clicking on, and it was weak fire pin. So yeah. I'm going to be taking it up to John and let him play with it. But Yeah, I got to go see John, boy. My, uh, that retail is butter. It's it's quickly climbing my list of favorite guns. Oh, dude, retails are awesome. Uh, I want one, I just... I. There's, I have no reason to buy one. Yeah, right you, now you've got a working because I've got a very nice working semi-automatic shotgun. Is it a Nursa or is it gas? Stoger's are gas driven. Demond's a Nursa, and Your I, re- gun I really is like a it. Black Eagle too. Black yeah. Eagle three. Pretty sure it's the model after the two. Are they after the three? Whatever one it is, Benelli did not patent their design. And Rite was like, okay. And built the exact same gun. Yeah, because Rite is Benelli. Did you know that? Rite is a product of Benelli. Like but, Benelli owns them? No. So the I'm guessing one of the, the CEOs or COs or whatever, owner, founder, whatever, yeah. um, broke off from Benelli. That's and, what I'm saying. And started making Benelli Rite. Benelli didn't right. did not patent any of their designs. Right. And so Rite was like all right, y'all want to build the most expensive, best semi-automatic gun? We're going to do the same thing, but take $1,000 off of it. Yeah, it's that's the equivalent to there, a Super now, Black Eagle I think 3. there's a couple different things, like the buttons are a little bit different. Yeah, it it's doesn't not. Have, it doesn't have the shock absorbers in the stock. It's not like identical. The but the, the firing mechanism and the reloading and everything, like mechanical. And the look. Is the same, yeah. It looks a pretty yeah. damn similar. Feels the same, too. Real skinny. But I saved eight hundred dollars. You probably saved more than that from buying a Super Black. Because you three. almost bought a three, didn't you? Yeah, the big what well, didn't the reason I didn't buy a three is because I was waiting on Benelli to drop a new gun. Because I was like, I know I'm going to buy a new gun, and then two weeks later they're going to drop a brand new one, and I'm going to be like, well, damn, I wish I'd have bought that one. Yeah, because it happens every time when you buy a bow, we buy a boat. Or a truck yep. or something. You always seem to buy them when they just 
are about to come out with a new one. Yep. And I knew, I was like, I'm going to buy it, and they're going to come out with a brand new model, and it's going to be so cool, and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like... Which they have not released a new gun, right? They need to They need to find them a new name. Yeah, well, we're just going to keep going. Super Black Eagle, Super Black Eagle. Super Black Eagle 26. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they need to do something new. Um, I'll tell you what gun I would I would buy that's expensive as a Wicked Wing. Yeah. An A5. They're nice, but I think they're overrated now. Now, yes, because there's a lot of competition that runs with them. And their look is still A1. Love the look, but I'm not paying $2,200 for a gun that's been around for yeah that was my that was my yeah. tummy we're gonna have to take a quick commercial break i've got to go to the little boys room so, commercial break yep y'all stay tuned and we're back all right where do we leave off we were talking about uh brownings and why yeah. they're becoming dumb yeah uh, still love, still love the classic design, but yeah. I'm not paying, you know, twenty two, twenty three hundred dollars, twenty one hundred dollars, for the same old technology. Nothing's changing about it. Yeah. Except for the color patterns. Yeah, yeah, they literally still look the same. They've looked the same for you know they've got a little ever. bit more modern or whatever. They got their yeah. nice little Cerakote and their nice finish and whatever, whatever. But that's like uh. Uh, Ethan, one of the, uh, the guy that sings and mm-hmm. went on dove hunting with a Saturday morning, he's got an old Belgium A5. The real ones. They don't make them anymore. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, he's got a nice one. But uh, but those are nice. I mean, that's just like a classic gun. That's why I'd buy it. I, I, I would, won't ever buy a Black Eagle. Be, lo- and the reason for it, not that they're not nice guns. Right. They, they are. are nice. They shoot amazing. I've shot them before. But that gun sitting in that case over there is a thousand dollars cheaper, and shoots the exact same. is is the exact same minus a couple like the charging handles a little bit different, the buttons right. a little bit different, you know. But firing sequence, everything is the exact same as Black Eagle. I actually really, to be honest with you, I prefer that almost like tag button over an actual button. Yes, I like. Uh, um, gosh, I can't remember what gun it is, but. It's it's a waterfowl edition gun. I can't remember what it was, um, but it had like a super big charging handle and like a huge like quarter size button. The wicked on wing. It. Is it a wicked wing? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I like the wicked wing. <laughs> but uh, I think, yeah. to be honest, the wicked wings, the, that button, it's supposed to resemble a shotgun shell or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just find that cheesy. Well, I think the the point of it is like when you're duck hunting and it's you got thick gloves on, right? Yeah, you so you can grab and press stuff, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, no, I just because um, like my Stoger, my Stoger's a it's got an itty bitty little handle and just one little like button, right. itty bitty button. Well, I mean, you've also got gargantuan hands. Yeah, so. I can find it. Don't yeah. worry, I'm good at finding those. But uh. But yeah, no, it's a, uh, I don't know. I really am, am not in a rush to get a new shotgun. I don't need one. My Stoger is perfect. Um, before duck season, I'm probably going to get it re- redone, the camo. I'm going to get it re-cerakoted. I'm going to get it done in the uh, bottom lands because, you know, bottom land the world. But, uh, 
I know you didn't want to get Bottomlands because everybody's got it. But well, I actually have Bottomlands a lot a, of things. There's a reason, but everybody's got Bottomlands. But I didn't want a Bottomlands gun because everyone I hang out with shoots a Bottomlands gun, yeah. and I'd like to go home with my gun. Well, so I will say this: I have yet, yet to shoot with anybody who has a gun that looks like mine. Same. Yet. I know 40, 40 people with a gun like that. But they don't got that camo pattern. That's just camo, though. What I'm saying is that two-tone. Oh, yeah. Two-tone two, two is hard to come I by. I have not seen. And honestly, the only reason I even have that is because John at Yellow River, shout out John at Yellow River, found it for me when I went up there. I said, hey, man, I'm looking for a semi-automatic. What do you recommend? I got buddies that shoot these. And, I was, you know, my buddy, our buddy Cole, um, not Tanner Hinkley shoots a Stoger M3500. I told him about it. He said, man, those are great guns. Stoger's are, I, th- I think Stoger's owned by Benelli. Stoger's been around for a long time. So, yeah. And, and yeah, Stoger's are just good guns. Um, and I may be wrong about being owned by, I, but I know somehow Stoger is something related to Benelli. Like, I want to say Stoger's are based off of a Black Eagle pattern as well, but they're a little bit thicker of a gun. They're gas-driven instead of inertia-driven, which, honestly, I'd, I, you could put you could put your gun and my gun in, in my hand blindfolded. The only th- only reason I'd be able to tell the difference in it is because of the thickness of the gun. If all you did was set it up and let me pull the trigger and let it kick and cycle, I couldn't tell you what gun was different. Right. And I've never had any problems with Stoger. It's never jammed on me. You know, knock on wood, never jammed, never nothing. Um, so it has been an amazing gun. It was the best eight hundred dollars I ever spent um, on a firearm, and I love it. The only thing is, I don't like the camo. I don't like the Max Five on it. Max Five I'm, is. I'm just not a fan of Max Five. No, it's. Um, I, I want it to be bottom lands, and I want it to be that bottom lands and bronze. I don't have any uh, clothing. I don't have any nope. gloves, socks, guns, binoculars. I don't have anything in Max Five because I just don't like that camo pattern. That used to be all I ever wanted until I found out what Bottomlands was. <laughs> and ever since I found out what Bottomlands was, like I still, that is all. I still like the old school Bottomlands more. Oh, OG Bottomlands is the best. Yeah. Um, it's just it's hard to find now anymore. They're starting to come back around with the hats, but. Yeah. Um, OG, OG Bottomlands is just like, to me, it's like a cleaner pattern. Like it's bold. It's got clean outlines. The new Bottomlands is almost like pine tree bark. Like to me, old Bottomlands, like OG Bottomlands, is like to go out on the town. Yeah. Like OG Bottomlands is like a classy camo. New Bottomlands is like camo. Right. It is a camo pattern, you know. And that's just the easiest way I could put it, you know. Um, but I'm an OG, o, or I'm a Bottomlands, whether it's OG or new Bottomlands, like to the core. Like, right. You won't see me wear a different camo, probably. You know. Danksher ain't wearing no Sitka. Not knocking guys that wear Sitka. I just. I'm not paying that stuff. I'm not paying that much money for something, you know. And, uh, I mean, does it work? Yeah, I'm sure. It probably does. It probably works amazing. And also. But. Also the foliage around here. You can't. No, Sitka Sitka doesn't match anything around here. You're going to stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sitka camo is based off Alaskan tundra. Rock patterns. Rock patterns. Yep. There ain't no rocks around here. No. 
You know, it's you all yopons and trees. You know, we keep green on our trees until January. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, you can't go out there wearing their, uh, what is it? Their uh, uh, alpines. Yeah, is that the. Their alpine is colors. That the white. Yeah, they're like white and brown and yeah. gray and like a burnt oranges color. Mm-hmm. You can't go out there looking like that. No. You get picked out quick. Deer see you like a sore thumb. Like, oh, there that man is. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to knock nobody because, I mean, that, that would go against everything I'm doing this for. Right. Like, I don't knock anybody, but yeah, if you me wear, personally. If you, you want to wear a hand-me-down, I, just because, you know, it means a lot to me, I wear my dad's camo. I've got pairs of overalls that he gave me that he wore when he was in high school. Yeah, I wear them. Yeah. I take them hunting, and I've killed deer in them. See, and I would love to do that, but I'm bigger than my dad. Yeah. So. Me and my dad are roughly the same size. He's just got yeah. a few pounds on me. I'm a couple inches taller than him now, but he's still got a few pounds on me, so his clothes still fit a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, I. Yeah, no, that, like I said, I mean, I'm not, man, until last year. I used to wear mixed match camo. Mm-hmm. I'd have mossy oak pants and a real tree shirt, mm-hmm. or vice versa. You know, I probably still, I, I even though I have matching camo, yeah. I probably still will wear mismatched camo. Yeah. Like I, I've never because until, temperature calls for what to wear, and I don't yeah. have thick pants. I don't have thick bottomlands pants to wear in my thick bottomlands jacket. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh the only thing. Now is like my legs don't get as cold, and two. Normally, I wear my rubber boots when it gets real cold. Right. So, like, basically, my bottom half of my legs are warm, right. covered. As long as my feet are good, I'm yeah. good. And then my midsection of legs, so knee to, knee to waist, um, normally I'll throw on, like, a pair of, like, uh, sweatpants mm. or uh, thermals or just gym shorts, something, PFG, something to add an extra layer under there. But I bought some Nomad pants at a Huck store over in uh, – Spanish Ford, I think, the best pants I've ever owned. They are comfortable. They're warm, like everything. They're warm when they need to be warm, and they're cool enough that I can wear them during both seasons. Right. Um, they're that's, amazing. That's what I got. I got a matching set of that Drake, that Drake jacket I yeah. wore in. Um, I think I paid like 160 bucks for both of them. Dude, that's these, these Nomad pants were on sale over there for like – they're like eighty dollar pants. They were like forty six bucks. I was like, sold, sold. And there, the dude was like, "I know you want that matching jacket to go with it." Would have bought the matching jacket if they had my size, but they did not. That place had fat jokes. Surprised they had my pants, honestly. But uh, but no, I'm it now I've got cheesy. to wear. Huh? I said it ain't easy being cheesy. It ain't man. Now I've gotten though to wear like I'm I'm bottom lands out pretty much. I, I've like I have perfectly good lacrosse boots, mm. perfect lacrosse boots. I've thought about selling them or just buying new ones, just so I can have Bottomlands boots too, just to go match everything. I'm, I'm telling you, Bottomlands is like really Bottomlands is the people's camo. That and for around here, for like blending in, Bottomlands yeah. is one of the best colors you can wear. It is, and I, I won't lie, like a. That and real tree timber. Real tree timber is good, and mossy oak obsession. Mossy oak obsession used to be my go-to turkey camo, because. But what? I, but now 
you get bottomlands with the what is it the leafy or yeah. the oh yeah you sit right at the base of a pine tree and never get seen no like the what is that one called the, the one with like leaves in it it's like leafy green or something like that it's just bottomlands with like green leaves in it i used to have a very nice american fetcher hat that was like that but i lost it on the river so hang on take a quick google trip here yeah hit, hit the old googie i gotta figure out why my other tactic cams not north taking mountain. pictures huh north mountain is what it's called no it's not i promise you it's not you talking so it's is it like with the actual leaves hanging off the jacket no 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 Dude, if this chair could creak anymore, that would be... Oh, yeah, I can I can hear it. Absolutely fantastic. Told you it was, a, it was a loud one broken. I think that's you, bro, actually, because I'm not moving. Definitely you. <laughs> this whole time I thought it was you. Nomad. Kid. Nomad makes some... Some... Um, some... Uh, some fire. They make some nice camo too. Really? But they're expensive. Nomad is pretty expensive. But they're also set at, sold at Walmart. I mean, they have their. She's like, here's a pair of pants for $109 from Nomad. You know, it's pretty expensive. And, you know, what a lot of people, what a lot of these camo companies don't take into consideration is that. Not everyone has money for a $500 jacket. And see, that's my thing is like, I wish somebody would make some, like, Mossy Oak's got some pretty reasonable priced stuff. With having decent camo? Yeah. So, like, Mossy Oak's, like, sells t-shirts for, like, 14 bucks. Right. And, like, pullover, like, long I sleeves have, for, like, 20 have, Like, they have some reasonably priced stuff. I have a uh, thrift store Mossy Oak shirt that is I think older than I am and yeah. it has zero holes in it. Damn. I have been rocking it out since I was a kid. Yeah. The the only problem for me with Mossy Oak is normally they don't have my size. Right. I've got to go the nomad route or the um like there's a website that uh and this is for any of my big fellas that has trouble finding the camis. Bigcamo.com. It is amazing. They have everything from like large. Like you can go buy stuff off there, mm. but it's like it's it'll be harder for you to find stuff than me. So, but but to, it's literally like large to like eight X on almost everything. Like it goes up huge. Eight X is a large jacket. That's a man. That is a large individual. If that man's hunting out of a tree stand, it is like a triple man stand that's got like a nine hundred pound weight limit because that's a large individual. You wear an eight X. Like, uh, I have to I have to buy bigger jackets most of the time because of my long ass arms you do got some long arms my uh, my wingspan is like 25 feet 6 6 jesus and you're only like 5 and 9 6 1 he's right he's 5 9 everybody i'm 4 foot 6 where you get that cheese danny <laughs> but uh but no that yeah that's uh i mean a lot of times people that have like those more abnormal things like like yours is your arms Mine is my oversized belly. You know, I got certain, th- you know, everybody's got something like. Dude, you're handsome. Like I said in the last podcast. Thanks, man. I know there's people that, um, you know, ha- have issues with just being tall and lanky. 
So they need like Grant. Grant right. Grant had to get uh, tall slims on his waders. I'm pretty sure because everything else just didn't fit. You know, so everybody's got something, but like that's what sucks. And honestly, you know, I wish. I mean, it all comes back around to every, everything just went up in price. Yeah. So it costs more to make stuff. It costs yep. more to do this. Costs more to do that. So in turn, they've got to sell higher. That's just part of it, you know? Yeah. But at some point, there's got to be like a cutoff of like, okay, $200 for a basic like fleece pullover, mm. a little expensive. Like where where does the line get drawn? Because like why are – what is so special about a Sitka waiter or a canvas back full body waiter that reasons them being $1,000? For what? For what? And on top of that, it is insulated neoprene. Again, not knocking people who wear Sitka, Drake, Nomad, Mossy Oak, Walmart, whatever, whatever, CVA. I don't care if you got it from the dollar store. Yeah. But Sitka has garbage warranty. Their warranty very blatantly on their website says, uh, if a hole is put in our waders, you can send it back. We'll patch it. But if there's any like huge tears, you're SOL. Yeah, so somebody told me the other day they wanted to buy. I think it was Grant. Grant said if they offered a slim like like what he needed, which I thought they did. Don't get me wrong. They look nice. Yeah, they have like kick ass camo patterns. Like the way they look, the way they've set them up. Yeah, they're. Um, I don't even know what to call it, but they they look like nice waiters. Yeah, they're not like your average, you know. They've got built-in knee pads. Mm. They're warm. They're not, you know, they're all they're even all the way down. Yeah, they're yeah. not like big in the thighs, but you know, tight yeah. in the chest. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or too skinny in the legs and you look, look like you're sitting in a trash can up. On, around yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean, but. But like Grant wanted to get them just because of the warranty. Like he thought the warranty was like a one, like the best warranty in the game. Mm-mm. But hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, they will. They will not fix them. Huh? They will patch them, and that is as far as they're going. Yeah. Unless I was deceived, but I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Tidewee Waiters is making a... Do they make, like, heated ones? Yeah, I know. And I looked being up, bougie. I looked on their website, and the very first pair I saw was, like, $1,100. Bro, Tidewee's like, got yeah. an expensive one. Yeah, <laughs> dude. People were going nuts when they released those. It's like, bro, you're like an Amazon special brand, and you just released a $1,000 waiter. What are you doing? But I've heard they're, they're nice. I mean, I, I used to have a pair of those. Tied we, tied we. That's such an odd name. Tied we. So, uh, what's the uh, what's the plan for gun? Gun season. Yeah. When you do hunt with a gun, what are you gonna hunt with? My twenty-five out six. You got any shotgun stands? No. I don't deer hunt with a shotgun anymore. I did one time, and I. <laughs> I still kick myself for this. I knew that it was the rut. It was Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And 
Yes, for anybody that doesn't know, the rut in Florida starts about the second week of January and runs yep. to like the first weekend of February. Um, that's the peak. Like you have some pre rut in December, you have some late yeah, they, rut. They start fighting at the end of December, but they're yeah. they're not really full on horn dogs until middle of January. So it was January sixteenth, Martin Luther King Junior Day. And I was like, Well, I think I hunted that morning, didn't have any luck, and I was gonna go that afternoon and try again. I was like, Yep, let's just see what happens. I'm gonna go in here and just spray the absolute hell out of everything with tink 69 hot shot and uh so i did i sprayed trees i sprayed the base of my tree i sprayed the base of my boots i got in the stand and just held it and sprayed it all over sprayed it on branches dangling off my tree like it smelt like the full like all the all the deer that were in heat within a square mile were under my tree stand and it was about let's see i think our feeder went off 4 30 so about five o'clock getting pretty close to dark i hear something off to my left right across the property line because i'm sitting literally like five foot off the line on my side obviously i think i've been to that spot yeah and uh i'm sitting there sitting there sitting there sitting there sitting there sitting there and i i can hear the something coming and it's just it's on a line it ain't running but it's it's a steady walk right and uh, I'm just watching, watching, watching where it's coming from. And finally, this little six-point pops out. And I'd had him on camera all year. And at the time, I think I was like probably 16 or 17 at the time. And uh, this video, I actually had a video of this. And it used to be on my my old YouTube channel. And uh, this buck walks out. So I had my shotgun because I told myself if a buck's coming through, it's going to be running. And I'm going to need to shoot it on the run. So I can't I can't bow hunt it because it ain't going to stop. I ain't going to be able to get it stopped. Well, sure enough, this deer walked up to the property line, looked each way, looked out in the field for a minute, jumped the fence, and stopped. Perfect broadside, 15 yards. I could have taken all the time in the world and smoked him with my bow. And I kicked myself every day for not just having my bow with me, taking my bow. Or at least just taking both. That way, you know, I had the choice. Did you end up shooting him? Oh, yeah. Smoked his ass. Shot him three (laughs) times with triple op or double op buck, three and a half inch. Shot him once. He, like, was diving and rolling. And as he hit the food plot, I put another one in behind his shoulder and rolled him. And he was down there, and he was just kicking and trying to get up. And I was like, you ain't leaving this food plot, bud. I put a third one in him. I, I thought. I thought I was going to fly out of the tree stand every just a shot. <laughs> Dude, my shoulder was dead. Like, I, oh, I was hurting. But, I mean, that, that deer's European mounted above above my bathroom door in, the, in my bedroom. And, uh, I mean, he, he wasn't nothing crazy, nothing fancy, probably 80 inches. Like, he was nothing, nothing crazy at all. But at the time, he was my biggest buck and uh, until I hit one on my truck. <laughs> but, uh but yeah, no, he's he was a decent one. I, I enjoyed that one. That was a good one. And then I killed, oh, excuse me, that same stand. I killed a, another six point with my bow out of like two years later. So both biggest bucks I've killed with a gun or bow are both six points. So I've never gotten anything above an eight, an eight point. Just, so me and me and my buddy Jacob were talking about this Saturday. I've been running trail cameras for 
God, I couldn't tell you since when. It's been a while. It's been since Moultrie came out with one that was about the size of my laptop. <laughs> and the bottom had like a screw that you unscrewed mm-hmm. and you folded the whole front up. Had a little LCD mm-hmm. uh, display up on the top. Um, took It took like D batteries, the big round mm-hmm. ones. And uh, we ran that thing for a few years and then we just slowly kept upgrading and upgrading. So I've probably been running trail cameras for, I'm 24, at least 14 years. Probably since I was 10 or 11. And uh, so in all that time, the biggest buck I've ever had on camera, not size-wise, mm. points-wise, mm. was a nine-point. And that was last year, and it was that one that was growing to drop time. And I don't really know if it was big enough to count as a point. So really right. it's an eight. I'll, right. We'll just say it's an eight. So really I've never – if you want to call it a nine, great. If not, I'll take an eight. Needless to say, I've never, ever had a picture of a 10-point on camera. Never. So, ever. Never. Back in 2018, 2019, I had – that was my best camera year Yeah. to date. Yeah. Never had a better year. Mine was, I two, had, mine was two years ago, and I had that tall one and that wide one. I had five deer with more than nine points. Damn. Coming in regular. Jeez. But they were all not Didn't kill none of them. I had one picture of a buck I called Gypsy, mm-hmm. who was a stud Florida deer. Every yeah. Everyone I show that picture, even today, asks what state it's in because they don't believe that it's here. And I know we're not on camera right now, but I'll show it to Jarrett. I've showed him before, but just a little brain refresher. Whew. Let me get a close-up old buddy there. And Sheesh. Mike Barlow's son, Clay, shot that buck. Oh, yeah, I remember that. When I was riding the school bus on my way to school. <laughs> yeah, that's heartbreaking whenever you see that. Yep. Man, I will. Uh, but I couldn't. I couldn't help but uh, text him and congratulate him. Oh yeah. So his his G fours, his very last point before his main beam. Yeah. On both sides, they came up out of two inches and hooked in like this huh. towards each other, and I wanted that buck bad. Oh yeah. But just wasn't meant to be. Yep, and uh, that that was like, dude, it was, well, it was crazy. So. And that was another one of them that was popping up. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. That's a stud. But ever since ever since uh, Gypsy got killed, I it was kind of a slow decline. I've always had good bucks because I live on the river. You know, I've always, yeah, yeah. I've always got the better bucks, but they've always been super nocturnal. I had one, I had a deer, an eight-point. I had him on camera from when he was two years old to the last time I saw him, which was last year. Yeah. And let's see, he was two years old the year before. He was two years old in 2017. Yeah. And that was the heaviest year I've ever seen. Never much for rack. He was barely outside of his ears. Yeah. But had crazy mass and was just heavy. Yeah. Just a Thick deer always had a big neck. Yeah, he was just a a bruiser. Yeah, that's a uh, I uh 
I had my best year was let's see, that's twenty three, twenty two, twenty one, I guess. And uh, that was the year I had uh, the buck I called Garfield and Mister Krabs. And uh, I had a real wide one. I didn't. I think I was calling him Kim K, just because he was so wide. And uh, I uh, that the the wide buck man. At first, I didn't think really much of him. Right. I was uh I was kind of blindsided by uh, Garfield because this was a hundred and forty inch. It might have been a little less. I know people that say they think that he was only like one thirty five and or low one thirties. This deer had twelve to fourteen inch G twos. This deer was massive, and uh, I know you've seen pictures of him. And uh, real tall, real tight. He was probably right to the edge of his ears, but just tall, pretty. I mean, a pretty perfect eight point. Right. And um, had him from like early August in full velvet with Mr. Krabs all the way till, well, till about December, somewhere late December, early January, I think. And, uh, I was at a basketball game at high school and I was talking to a friend, a family friend and, um, was telling about this big buck I had on camera and pulled up a most recent picture and showed him and was talking to him about it. He said, that looks like a deer old such and such just killed. And I was like, do what? They're like, yeah, let me see if I find that picture. He scrolled. He said, yeah, look at, look at this. And sure enough, it was a deer and the neighbor killed it right out of the road. And, uh, heart sank. I was like, God dang it. And the reason he got the name Garfield, I didn't, I didn't have him named until late December. And the only reason I called him Garfield was because my dad missed him twice in the same morning. And then my nephew missed him once, um, like two weeks later. And uh, so I had him and I had Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs wasn't, definitely was not on my hit list that year. He is a deer any other Florida hunter would kill. Mm. But because of the caliber of that six point that was real wide and that eight point, Mr. Krabs was not even close. Like he could have walked out and I would have, he was 120 inch eight point. A, a stud right wouldn't have ever thought about killing him never um then i had the wide one that wide one at first you know early on in the season i never thought about shooting him i i, I wasn't you know he didn't tickle my fancy i just wasn't wasn't interested in killing him and then i got a few videos of him late season like in the rut like early rut um right before garfield got killed and he was all filled and, out big burled up old old buck he was old his brow tines were wore down to nothing old buck he was a six point that was every bit of three or four inches outside of his ears each way and he probably had eight inch g2s like the more i look at it like i'll go back and look at a video today and be like wow he's even bigger than i thought he was like that deer would have went on the wall every time he got killed like i could have killed him a hundred times i'd have mounted him a hundred times like he was big <laughs> And looking back, I'm like, dang, I really wish I would have hunted him harder, you know. Um, but uh, fast forward to last year, and don't really have high hopes. I don't think the big buck made it. Uh, like the wide one, I think he died just from old age. 
I know the tall one got killed. Right. All I got is Mr. Krabs. That was. I mean, I had a lot of other small bucks, but mm. nothing really that was like potential. I thought, you know. Um, and then I get the first picture. I got a. I set a video up. Literally, if someone would have taken the time to go slow and look at all the trees, they could have stole my camera off of our road down here. It was ten feet off the road, but I knew it was a heavy traveling spot. It's right up there at the base of the field. Yeah. On the right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I set up a video, and in one video, I had like eight bachelor uh, bachelor group, like eight bucks. One of them was a, uh, nice, one. Huh? Was a nice one. One of them was Mr. Krabs. Mm. And at the time, he wasn't fully developed. Main beams weren't coming out all the way. And I was like, dang, that's a, that's a good buck. Really want to watch him, see what he does. And I didn't know it was Mr. Krabs at the time. I had a feeling, but at the same time, it was like, Anything could happen. Mr. Crash would be dead for all I know. This could be a completely different deer. And uh, this this video I'm watching, I'm trying to look at every buck. There was one that was really cool. He had like two or three main beams coming out of his right side, and then he had a really pretty side of four on the left side, like perfect. Right. And he looked like he was going to be well outside of his ears. I was like, that's going to be a good buck. Broke off his pretty side later in the season. Then I lost him. I don't know where he went either. But uh, fast forward to, like, now, like early October, Mr. Krabs is fully developed. He's shedding his velvet, um, and I notice he's growing a, a drop tine. Mm-hmm. Like, a, it's not a, hey, something happened to his antler. Like, it is a drop tine right. coming off his right side, and he's fully developed. He probably had, if I was to guess, three-and-a-half to four-inch bases. I mean, it's a solid, big-mass buck. And now he's probably scoring low 130s, if I was to guess. Right. But he's getting that mass. But he's getting big. like, And he, he's getting thick. And uh, then I have a new buck show up, another nice eight-point that I called uh, Plankton. Mm. Because he come along and his claw – or his, his claws – his tines at the end make more of a crab claw than Mr. Crabs did. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, he's just trying to be like Mr. Crab. So Plankton, because Plankton's always trying to steal the Krabby Patty formula. So I had Mr. Crabs and Plankton, um, and it was kind of the same scenario. Hunting them hard. I don't think anybody ever killed them. I just never could make the, the dots align. I killed a couple does, saw a few small bucks, but never could get those big bucks to work in and uh, do what I wanted them to. But uh, this year, it's it's not looking as promising. It's It's probably, honestly, one of my lower years of bucks. I think I've got three different rack bucks, and right now none of them are – like one of them is an eight-point, real short eight-point that's to the edge of his ears, and mm. I don't even – like I don't even want to think about trying to shoot him because right. it's just I know what the possibilities are. So I'm really going to try to hold out, you know, for later into the season to see if some of these bucks start showing back up. But, um, yeah, it's just uh, – I don't know. This year's a little lower than, than normal, but we'll see what happens. So the game ain't even started yet. The what? The game ain't even started yet. No. So we still got no. time. It's Oh yeah, and that's the thing is like I was telling dad that I was like, Man, I don't know I don't know where all my bucks went. Like this is the worst year I've had on cameras and pictures and all this. And he's like, They're around. He's like, Don't worry, there's a lot of property that you don't think about and a lot of areas that you're not in. Yeah. Not every buck's gonna go to a pile of corn right you know they they have what they like to eat they have what's normal to them that's what they're going to do until late season they start doing what does are going to do right 
you know, so there's always a chance. Because, like, last year I had a buck show up a week before season went out that I'd never seen before, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. You know, so. It happens all the time. <laughs> you know, anything can happen. But Right at the end of the last year, I was I had been watching this big. I'm pretty sure he did die through the summer. Um, he was old. I mean, he had, he was sagging under his head. His skin was hanging. He was so old. Dang. I had one daytime picture of him, and he was gray. Yeah. Like all the other, you know, all the other deer that was around or in the other pictures was uh, brown. You yeah. Know, that, that dark brown. He was like a light like brown gray. Gray, yeah. That's how you know it's an old deer. And uh, his his tines, top of his tines were round, you know. His brow tines were rounded off. And uh, Stud. But I wanted to bring it up to you. People who are non-hunters that watch deer have, in my experience, have more giant bucks than anyone. Oh, yeah, for sure. So one of my coworkers, shout out Alan Craig, if any of y'all know him, he has a, uh, an automatic feeder 40 yards from his back porch, right? That was Mr. Krabs two years ago. Sorry, I'm just trying to show you. That was a nice bug. Yeah, just wait. Um, he has a mainframe eight, completely dark chocolate tines, mm-hmm. and on both of his G2s, he has a two-inch kicker on each of them. Mm. And his his G2s are at least ten inches, and his Jeez. G3s are eight or nine. And he is a quality buck, and I'm like. I'm telling him, I'm like, do you even know what you have just walking around your backyard? He's, yeah. He has a video on his phone of like 15 bucks, 40 yards off his back porch in broad daylight. Jesus. And they're just hanging out. He's he just, just standing he, out there yeah, filming he, them. He, he don't even. And he don't hunt, does he? No. At all? Yeah. He doesn't even own a gun. <laughs> He's Army Reserves. Doesn't own, doesn't own a gun. Dang. I had a buck. Kind that of was like, a wide six point. I had a buck kind of like that, but he had short tines. Like yeah. his tines were like three inches, four inches. But anyway, so I just showed you Mr. Krabs from two years ago. This is Mr. Krabs. Last pictures I had of him. Right here, let me scroll down here. I see that's Plankton. There's Mr. Krabs. Come on, give me a good picture of him. And he daytimed quite a bit right towards the end of the season. And uh, dark chocolate oh, yeah. horns. Oh, yeah. Look at them bases. Look how thick that dude was. But just couldn't couldn't make it happen. Yeah, and it's sad when it happens like that, but sometimes you just can't, you know. Yeah, you can't always control it. Man, that's, they call it hunting, not killing for a reason, you yep. know, and – and I got a bad habit, and I really need to cut this. Like, you know, I see people, and, and I, I know people personally that, that are like this, man. You talk to them, you're like, man, how's your deer season going? They're like, well, you know, I've killed one just about every time I went. Oh, dang, really? Does? No, nah, four of them's racked bucks. Good racked bucks, too. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're European mounting them or mounting them, whatever. And it's like, man, I just, like, how, like, how is that? Like, what are you doing, you know? And and I got a bad habit of like comparing like my hunting season to that, you know. And and I I got to cut out the thinking you you're supposed to kill a buck every time you go sit, or you got to kill a deer, or you got to see fifteen every time you go. Like that ain't how that always works, you know. Yeah. 
Um, so it's got well, it's got to the point now, you know. I've I haven't killed any giant bucks. I haven't killed anything over an eight point. Yeah, you know, my biggest buck is barely outside of tears. Yeah, but it was a very over legal deer. You know, what I mean? yeah, it was very much legal. Yeah, but like. I'm perfectly fine with 20, 25 hunts with one deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fine with me. Oh, yeah. It makes it all, it makes it all sweeter and, and, and worth it more, you know? And I think the, people, the day that I, you know, people always say like, oh, you, you got worked up and nervous over a doe? Yes. The day I lose that, I'll hang the bow up and I'll never hunt again. Yep. If I ever lose that shake and that, like, Oh my God, that just happened over a doe, over anything. I will hang the bow up and I will never hunt again. You got it on? You got it on? Uh, I got it recorded. Mark my words. Um, you know, and I think TV shows ruin it a lot. Ruin that idea of quality time over, you know, yeah, putting something on the ground. Like I've gotten to where I don't, I love watching hunting and I love watching, probably some of my favorite ones to watch are like Bow Hunter Die. Because those guys are just nine to five workers mm-hmm. that got right. a lease. The hunting public. The hunting public, like all of these guys. Now the hunting public, yes, do the same thing, and and they are doing like the right stuff for the right reasons, and, and that you know they're, they have a good message, and they're great to watch. And they also, but they do that for a living. They also, they go you know four, five, six even up to like ten or eleven. You know, I've seen a couple of episodes where there's a pile of people. Oh yeah, they go out and they kill. If they go out and kill five or six deer in a day, half of them are getting donated to the people who yep. need it. Yep. You know, uh, that's and, like that big one they did with the Seek, the Seek One Boys. Yeah. Who knows? Like, uh, I know we were just talking about Michael Waddell, but I don't. You know, for lack of someone else to use, yeah. in my mind right now, who knows what those people who hunt them big ranches do with the deer they shoot? Oh yeah. Who knows? No telling. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. They now, granted, them. I'm not donating my meat, you know. Who knows? Um, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, we all know they get them mounted in their yeah. giant 5,000-square-foot trophy room. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I, I may be completely wrong. Half of these big-time hunters may not even have a trophy room, but I know yeah. that they're – if I was to fly around the world to go to Africa and shoot a hippo with a, a longbow, like uh, – Bomar. Bomar did. I would definitely get him mounted. Yeah. And I would retire that longbow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's a, I don't know, man. I just, the Africa talk is a a whole nother podcast. We'll save that because I could dive deep into all that. But, um, but yeah, I just, man, that's probably one of my biggest things, just comparing Comparing what I think my hunting season should be to what someone else's is, right? Like you just got to enjoy it, make it, make make yours yours, you know. And that's the thing is like, and honestly, this year I've probably put in the least amount of work. Mm. Like I, my dad's done a lot of everything, and and you know he's he slacked off there for a while, not wanting to hunt a lot. Now he's gotten back to wanting to hunt, and uh, I think a lot of it's got to do with my nephew starting hunting more with him, and just some of the kids wanting to go more and. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he's done pretty much all the normal food plotting that I normally do. Right. He's done all of it. Yeah. I had to do mine, but, um, normally I'm pretty much from August to now bush hogging and bush hogging and bush hogging. And then as soon as it's ready, if it needs plowing, he'll plow it. 
just because he's a little bit better on that side of it than me. And then I'll go out there and I'll disc everything. I'll spread everything, disc it again, seed it, plant it. I'll do all of that. And, uh, and see, I think that's – I see people that don't do any work. They dump out a pile of corn and they put a tree stand up and they go hunt it in three weeks and they kill a deer. Mm-hmm. And then I put in all this work. I'm I'm putting in food plots. I'm putting in this. I'm putting in doing all of this work. Money, time, sweat. money, time, sweat, blood, tears, whatever it is. And I'm I'm lucky to see deer on some of these food plots, you know. And uh, so it is sometimes a little frustrating, but at the end of the day, I just thankful I get to do it. If it all comes together, it does. If not, that's just it wasn't the right time. It wasn't meant to be, you know. But um you always got your sugar daddy with the hookup for yeah the tag. yeah you're right you're right um but uh but yeah no it's uh i'm looking forward to it though i think this season's gonna be a good season with the aya stuff going and starting it all up um my nephew's filming me um i think we're gonna get some good youtube content and stuff a lot of the guys so you know i've gotten grant and jacob and cole pretty much like hooked like on cocaine uh duck hunting you know if, they, uh, if anyone kills a deer this year or ducks or doves or turkeys or whatever pigs uh crocodiles uh whoa and you're wearing some aya merch send it over and yeah so we can post it for sure for sure and i'm i'm probably going to start doing uh it won't be all the time and it won't be you know anything crazy but I would like to start doing some giveaways for for people that you know follow and watch. So that'll probably be more related to the YouTube stuff, maybe some Instagram stuff, some TikTok stuff. But um, you know, there's a lot of stuff I want to do, and I think one of them might be like best picture with wearing the gear or something. You know, you know, best picture while you're wearing a piece of AYA merch or something. You know, wins a free hat or wins a free T-shirt or you know whatever the case may be. So I'm. I'm excited for everything. If you if you do get some merch or, or you're wearing anything, for sure, take take some dope photos, man. Tag us in it. Um, we have a pro staff team, um, not a field staff team. I'm not gonna be you know starting anything with a bunch of random people um, right now, at least bringing people on and all that. Um, right now, it is a uh, group of my best buddies um, and just some great guys that I really think are going to um, contribute and are are going to help get AYA to where I want it to be. So um, you got anything else? I think we're going to wrap it up here at a minute 40. Man, I hope you, I hope y'all boys and girls have a safe hunting season and yes, absolutely. Be super successful. Yep. I Wish hope all y'all the best. Yeah. I hope everybody has a good, uh, good hunting season. If, and if you don't have any AYA gear and you'd like some, message us, um, AYA double underscore outdoors on Instagram, um, AYA outdoors on Facebook, um, whatever you want to do. Um, you can add me on Snapchat, Jarrett Clary 73. You can follow my personal Instagram and message me on there. Whatever you'd like to do to get some merch, eventually a website will be set up and all that stuff. Um, it's just everything's kind of going slow right now, so... Um, but I think that's about it. So, uh, again, glad Jack could join me tonight. Um, and we could do some chit chatting and, uh, I'm hoping, uh, hoping this week sometime I can get Kent back on here. We can get, uh, the intro song recorded. We can get a podcast recorded 
Um, and that'll be next week's episode, hopefully. So, um, thanks again, everybody for tuning in and, and listening. Um, would love any feedback you have positive or negative um just criticism. let me know criticism yes pro- professional professional criticism is always um accepted so um again um thank you thanks for the support and as always god bless and enjoy the hunt